All right. Hello and welcome to Just Animals Podcast. I'm your host, Elle, and with me as always is my dad, aka Guy. Hello, Podworth. Okay, thanks. And then, of course, back with us as always, <laughs> <laughs> Sam the Zookeeper. Hey, everybody. And today is our extra special Worlds Colliding episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to kill you. That was not me. That was not me. That was absolutely you. No. Anyways, stop. So, <laughs> so Worlds Colliding episode, one of to my like my other favorite thing besides animals, music, we have an extra special guest, our Just Animals' new favorite artist, Jerry Robinson, with us, and Tara, who are both awesome. Go ahead, introduce yourselves, guys. What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm, I'm happy to be here, guys. Thank yes, you for- hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank, thank you for having, having me. me as yeah, well. Thank you for having us. Of course, yes. And so, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so Jerry Robinson, singer, rapper, artist, really cool. Uh, basically- uh, the premise of this type of show is to just get more people engaged and that, you know, it's okay to be passionate about more than one thing. Mm. And for me personally, the best way I can describe Jerry's music and style is delightfully eclectic. Meaning Why don't we like, get no, a sample? Can we get a little sample? We are going to, what part of Jerry gets that sound? Stop jumping ahead. Well, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's usually an animal sound. It's, it's not, not going to be an animal. It's going to be, you're ruining it. If we're going to do Jerry gets that sound with one of his own songs. Thank you. Okay. Got it. Go. <laughs> we, okay. Wait, Anyways. what did you say his sound was? Cause it was a beautiful mix of words. Oh, I delightfully, uh, what did I say? It was, uh, where did I, now I delightfully, oh, delightfully eclectic. eclectic. eclectic yeah. yeah, delightfully eclectic. Oh, hold yeah. on a minute. I have a question. How did oh, Jerry God wind up it. here on this podcast? There's like a 10 zillion podcast and Jerry and We'll Tara... answer that after the show. We'll answer that after the show. <laughs> oh, I think, I think, I think our one get... listener wants to know. We have one listener, Jerry. We have more than one, by the way. But anyways, can we get through this, please? <laughs> Thank you. All right. Anyway, so Jerry just had an album come out uh, 2020 in August. It's phenomenal. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, definitely go check it out. What platforms can our listeners find your album on, Jerry? Uh, anywhere and everywhere. I always say, man, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. And, SoundCloud. Yeah, just, like, just Google title, me. Like and, everywhere. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere music is sold. Okay, perfect. And just so everyone's aware, it's J-E-H-R-Y for right. Jerry. Okay. Oh, I screwed that up. Yeah, we know you did. <laughs> Okay, so um, as we normally do, Guy Guess That Sound, we're going to do J- Jerry Guess That Sound, and we're going to play one of Jerry's songs. Hopefully, Jerry knows his own music. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully. All right, so let me cue this up real quick. All right, let's see. Can you hear that? Yes. So I'm guessing? Am I guessing? Yes, yes, yes. Close to the sun. Closer to the sun. Yes, well done. <laughs> Excellent. So yes, that is closer to the sun off of Jerry Ra- uh, Robinson's latest album. Definitely go give it a lo- definitely go give it a listen. If no matter what genre, you'll find at least one track on there that you will like. And there's actually an acoustic version of that track dropping tomorrow too online. Ooh, which is super dope. Yeah, so yeah, for that. That. yeah, that's yeah. coming. Perfect. Stay excellent. Tuned. Ooh, can't wait for that. Okay, great. All right, so. We this week we're going to do a special animal. Um, we are going to do the dad guess. We're doing a special animal. Yes, yeah, somewhat kind of special. They're all special. Well, we've guess. done hummingbird. Which no, is, here's a hint. Here's a hint. Go ahead. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. You've seen the movie. We yeah. all went and saw the movie. What animal is that? I, I, I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. God damn it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Black Panther. Yes. Uh, so, oh, yes. oh, 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 oh. What yeah, your be- favorite. There is yes. a beautiful, that they are beautiful animals. But I think somebody, one just ate 
a, a human or something like that. But wow. we'll get to okay. that. Okay. <laughs> we did do that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's unfortunately a common occurrence that we talk about on this show. Is usually it's un- usually the person's fault, um, not usually the animal. The animal's just being the animal. Right. But so it turns out, actually, the thing about Black Panther, and I don't know if you guys know this, and well, Sam is probably the only one here that knows since she's our expert. Uh, Black Panther is actually a broad general term used to describe black-coated leopards of Africa and Asia and also black-colored jaguars in the Americas. And so to not have any confusion, we're going to talk specifically about the panther Anka, a.k.a. the jaguar. Um, And Anka in Brazil, Brazilian Portuguese, actually translates to jaguar. So we're going to be talking about the jaguar, which is over here in the Americas. And um, it's believed, the name is believed to be derived from various indigenous First Nation languages, meaning true, fierce beast. So again, Black Panther, blanket term uh, for either black jaguar or leopard. We're going to be talking about the jaguar. Sometimes um, uh, I've been mm-hmm. called the blank panther. What the, the blank hell? Blank panther? Yeah. Yes, you know, because so being such a light skinned person. Because you're so white. He's, he's whiter than paper. <laughs> he's whiter than paper. Dear Lord. All right. So as for how this animal gets its striking color, you can thank genetics. So there's a gene that actually creates the dark pigment. And in general, mammals with this genetic mutation are known as melanistic. And so, yes, I don't know if anyone's aware of this. Gingers also have a mutant gene, the MC1R gene. So just, you know, you know, jaguars are mutants, too, just like my ginger self and fellow gingers out there. So shout out to all of us mutants. Just saying. Um, interestingly enough in the right light conditions, and if you're ever so lucky and bold enough to get super close to a black Jaguar, you can see that Jag, that they also have spotted coats, just like their typical colored relatives, like the ones that are kind of that beige, yellow, creamy color. Um, how long do you think they are dad? How long do I think they are? Yeah. Excluding the tail. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, three to four feet. Nope. Two to four. No. So five to six feet in length, excluding the tail, and their tail can be anywhere from two to three feet long. I'm standing about 30 inches high at the shoulders and weighing between 100 to 250 pounds. These cats are actually the third biggest in the world. Um, One source did claim that they can be as heavy as 300 pounds, and it should be known should be noted that their size varies and is likely influenced by the size of the prey that is available. And um, that's interesting. So, obviously, the bigger the prey around, the bigger they can get right pretty much environment that's crazy pretty much yeah so they uh, yeah like a lot of things you know like fish grow to the size of their tank uh cats get as big as the prey that they have available available so if it's a bunch of you know rabbits and rodents and whatnot then they're going to be on the smaller end if it's large things like taper and capybaras then yeah they're going to be on the larger end of the spectrum and so they do have black how to differentiate them between a leopard besides their geographic location. They have uh, black rosette shaped spots and um, these rosettes have little dots in the middle. And also um, they have deeper chests, broader heads, larger paws, and a shorter tail than leopards. And these animals are actually built for power, not so much speed, but they've got these robust bodies relatively short limbs, a massive head with a square jaw and pronounced cheeks. And uh, their eyes are usually golden to reddish yellow. And at least they have also their teeth come in at around, their canines specifically around three inches long. So just be aware of that. If you ever see one, just know that that will easily go through all of your skin. Okay, all right, so, so that's here's their, a question. Oh, God. Yes. So is there just a straight up panther that looks more like, you know, a uh, uh, lion? Or No. Separate species. Yeah, but you can see their spots underneath. Yes. So, but 
okay, so it's either Black Panther or no Panther is what you're telling me. No, it's either a Black Jaguar or a Black Leopard. <laughs> and they're classified as Panther. I didn't know this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're in the Panthera family, but they're different species. So like there's family. So Sam, you can, you can chime in here. Jerry, like, wasn't that a, a, a hairband or something? Yeah. That was the Pan- first thing I thought that Pantera. Yeah. Pantera. Right. right. Pantera. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes. right. That was right. the first thing I thought of when she said that. <laughs> right. So, but as for their lifespan, uh, Jerry, take it away uh, with their lifespan in the wild. Take it away. Take it away. Yeah. What, what I think it is. Um, I feel like, I feel like cats live a long time, right? I know, I know like house cats um, have pretty long lifespan. So I'd say they could live to be 30 to 50, somewhere in that range. Close, close. So actually in the wild, 12 to 15, but in zoos, 20 to 30. And Sam actually has been fortunate enough to work with jaguars. How old were the ones you were looking after? So we had um, a female and it's been, I haven't worked there in like five, since 2016. So it's been four years. But when I worked there, our female was around 10 and then our male was 14. And then they, while I was there, they had, um, two different like over the years they had babies they had the female had two bait you know two at a time and then two at a time so it and then they grew up too so i was there with like the 10 year old the 14 year old and their babies um but the male is everybody's still there except for the babies of course i think they just sent out the last kid um i think she went to the memphis zoo i think but um mulak who was the male is now 18 and he does have kidney disease Oh. But they're treating it. He's eighteen. Yeah, he's eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, I I find something interesting what you just said. You said that in the zoo they live longer. So would that be an argument like against the people who like? Yeah. Does that like fuck- protest against zoos and stuff like that? Like, would that be a, an argument to say that the animal lives lo- a longer life? Yeah, I mean, like, I, don't know. I feel like does it fuck up like the butterfly effect? Like, does it have an after effect <laughs> to have them live for a longer time? No, it's like, just we don't the, know. Can the women? Can the can the girl? Can the girls like still? Do they? They probably only Reproduced. have a short amount of time that they can like have babies. Reproduce, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, once they get older, then yeah. Um, but I'm sure he. I'm sure they could still have babies. Probably if he didn't have kidney disease, they'd probably let him. But um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's an argument, but most the majority of it's just because the medical care it's the medical care and the the food that they get all the time it's super nutritious they get it every day it's not like they have to fight anybody for it right and the medical care is better medical care than we get yeah sure that yeah that's pretty pretty interesting i know a lot of people who really oppose zoos in general and Mm -hmm. and, uh well and i I enjoy going to the zoo so the yellow dance the downside is that they're not in, they don't have as much room to roam. Uh, right. obviously. But, uh, they're but. not eating uh, a natural diet, but they don't have they any. Are per- eating, they, no, what they're, do you mean they're not eating a natural they're diet? They're not giving them kibble. Z- I'll Missouri. tell you what, I grew up hating zoos. I told, I've already told some of the people this, but I grew up hating zoos until I got older and educated myself about what they do, what they really do and everything. So, and then I changed my life and became a zookeeper because of it um wow. because i wanted to be you know in the middle of all of it and do whatever it's nice to know that there's people like you like where you know what i mean like you have the you have your intentions are good yeah 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 it's um yeah it was definitely a life-changing thing to get into a zoo world that i actually used to look down upon but um but yeah they do some great things but i'd rather live in a zoo than in the wild let me just say that 
<laughs> like if I had yeah. my and just, that's, that's all, interesting to know. I know they always like all the animals like look just like relaxed and just hanging. Yeah. Yeah, they're well taken care of. Yeah. Well, just so you guys are aware, Sam actually won an award uh for some of for animal just don't, don't be humble. Sam won an award for training. I don't know if you guys know what a cassowary is, but it's that giant uh basically prehistoric bird in Australia. It's a she actually Right, it's a velociraptor. She actually trained them to get their shots voluntarily and won an award for that. So wow, she's pretty, that's, yeah, that's she's pretty really big in the cool. zoo world. <laughs> she doesn't have any more arms. They, they, they ripped her arms off, but she trained them. <laughs> yeah, she got so it wait, done. You were able to train them to like come and take like medicine. Volu- and they- yeah, like voluntary injections. Like you know, if um, especially big birds like that, um, they would have to be caught up which is super stressful and things can die and or darted, which doesn't feel very good and you could miss and you couldn't get all the medicine in. So I just trained them to come to the fence and um, line up. And then I trained them to um, when they felt that needle against their skin, like where it, you gave them shots around their upper thigh area. So when they felt that needle, they actually leaned into the needle. So they really gave them shots themselves. So it was wow. like, oh, that's so interesting that you were able to do that. Well, I want to share this, this news about zoos to uh, that's so some cool. of my friends because I always you say, absolutely should. Yeah, I think I think that there's people who care for them and really really give a shit. Quite frankly, like when I, I was yeah. looking at the elephants uh, not so long ago at the Kansas City Zoo, and this girl, I mean, I sat with her for like 40 minutes because I kept asking questions yeah. like a little kid and. It just yeah, seemed like she cared that. so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zookeepers love that. Yeah. I'll talk about it all day. I'll talk about animals all day long oh, yeah. to somebody who really wants to hear it. Um, we're just really happy that some people want to hear it because some people just come to the zoo to literally torment the animals and throw shit at them and yeah, eat them fun wrong. and shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and they live a longer life in the zoo, which is an interesting yeah. fact. Yep. It's longer. Yeah. It's, it's, well, plus they have veterinary care. Right. Well, she said that. She said that. She said and that. And then, uh, in order for them to be euthanized, it has to pass. What is that committee called? <laughs> Jesus. The, the uh, oh, quality God. of life committee. Quality, we nope. do a quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. And Same. we actually. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, a, it's like uh, that show. Uh, what's that show with the right. island where they vote people off? Survivor. Survivor. Yeah. So, so you know. If, I don't know. Do you use the white marbles and the black marbles like the Vatican, or just thumbs no. down or thumbs up like the mafia? No, we're not. Th- we're not doing that with the animal. It's just like when you're putting your dog down. Yeah. Like, come on now. All right. So back to our jaguar friends. But anyways, um, yeah. No, I was kind of on the fence about zoos too. And then again, talking to Sam really opened my eyes. They do a lot for animal conservation and like trying to reintroduce species to where they are very limited. Uh, and a lot of the zoos, well, the accredited zoos, sorry, Sam, I'm going to steal your thunder here. No, no. Um, all the accredited, accredited zoos, they don't like go and steal animals from the wild. They're all the animals that they have are either from other zoos or are born in captivity. So it's not like they're going out to Africa, cap, you know, catching a, ch- a cheetah and then bringing it back to the States. That's, that's not how they do it. So that was pretty cool to learn that too from Sam is that it is very it is pretty much what you see is what you get. It's not some like, you know, evil thing that's trying to just, oh, come look at these animals. We also learned from Sam that a primate grabbed her boo, but we'll leave that for a different episode. <laughs> primates are handsy. That's what we learned. Primates are very handsy. 
They wow, that's so scary. <laughs> but they're so cute. It's like, oh my god, it could just like rip your boob off really quick if it wanted to. Yeah, they could. And it's like, is it enjoying this? Does it know what it's doing? Yeah, most of them do. Yes, <laughs> most of them do. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> but the she was she was able she was able to dodge the chimpanzee throwing shit at her though. That I was never got shit thrown at me ever, but I saw it. <laughs> oh I've seen God. it thrown. I've seen people get hit right in the face with it. <laughs> Thank God. Well, their hands, like their hands, are what really freaks me out when I see like monkeys. Yeah, it's or, it's like human hands. Yes, like even like the their poses. Like I, we were looking at this one little monkey, and like his hand was like in a fist pump position, like holding his chin up. And yeah, it was oh just it's so human, like it's creepy. Yeah. yeah, it's creepy. It's like you're, you know, you're not too far off from being on the other side of the exhibit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true though. It's true. All right. So, um, as for jaguars, back to our jaguar friends. Um, as for their habitat and geographic range, so sadly, jaguars only remain in about forty-six percent of their historical range, and their historical range. Wait a minute. Which, Hold on. We were talking about black panthers, and now you went to jaguars. So, can what, you pay attention? Can oh, you focus for more than five seconds? We said we were talking about the black black panther, which is actually a either black leopard or black jaguar. I swear to God, if I have to repeat this again, I'm going to scream. Uh, we are focusing on jaguars. Okay. Well, stick with the black panther. Well. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> black panthers are God. just a jag, a jag or a leopard that's melanistic, which means Thank they're you, all Sam. Thank you. Are you, under, you understand now. Do you comprehend? Melanistic, meaning. Believe it or not, this, believe it or not, he has an MBA and he's, he can't, he can't track this. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, so the historical range is between 35 degrees north and south latitude. And so essentially between the southernmost portion of the U.S. and all the way down to northern Chile and Argentina. And like the ocelot, uh, the jaguar could be found in the western United States and southeast, i.e. from Louisiana to southern California. But in very on-brand extirpation via overhunting, all panther species in the U.S. are believed to have gone extinct in the 1930s. However, there is one and a half exceptions. There were a They were officially deemed extinct in North Carolina in 2011. Fortunately, there is a very small endangered Florida panther subspecies in southern Florida. Yeah. Uh, And yeah. That's why my aunt was obsessed with panthers. She she passed away. Uh, Rest in peace to her. And uh, she she gave me a, a glass sculpture of a panther. That I had in my room for like my whole childhood, so oh, I was I always awesome. had a fondness. So that's why I felt like it was a good, uh, absolutely, good yeah, absolutely. But yeah, she's from Florida, right. by the way. That she's from South Florida. Perfect. And I feel like, yeah, Excellent. I feel like they exist there, and that's the the hockey team is the Panthers. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Florida, Florida Panthers, Panthers, Carolina Panthers. I apologize, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that's okay. I don't know so, like, what that is. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, for you, you it's okay. The for me, they <laughs> jump on my ass. Um, yeah, sorry. Well, because you're not the special guest. You're not the special guest. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> no, you guys are totally fine. It, when he does it, it's his obnoxious, like, Austin Powers ringtone, and we hear, like, five times throughout the episode. It's really annoying. <laughs> so don't worry about it. down. Oh, fantastic. All right. So in general, they prefer areas with a lot of cover. Uh, This is necessary for stalking prey. They prefer dense lowland, montane, tropical rainforests. However, they can be found in dry grassland terrain, succulent in thorn scrub, temperate in broadleaf forests. No matter the environment, they are always by or around or near a source of water, whether it be swamps, along rivers, lagoons, and seasonally flooded wetlands. And as for where you can find melanistic jaguars, a.k.a. Black Panther guy, uh, they are more commonplace and heavily... 
I'm oh cheer fuck. Okay, they are more com- they are more commonplace in heavily forested areas, and should be noted that the jaguars found in dense habitats are actually much smaller than those found in the more open habitat areas, and it's presumed due to the population density of their prey. Well, As that, for their me, zoo enclosure, no, no, here. no. There is no, no. authenticated <laughs> case of a truly melanistic cougar. None. Was We're not talking about cougars. cougars I don't even know why you're bringing cougars, cougars. Are not. We're not cougars are sometimes called panthers, but they cannot be put into this black panther speed like they can't be right. It says stay on task. They're currently attributed to errors in species identification by non-experts and by the nematic exaggeration of size. Nemesis is a term used by the literary criticism and philosophy that carries a wide range of meaning, which includes imitation, nonsensuous, similarity, receptivity, receptivity. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, we're not doing the cougar. <laughs> Thanks, though. Thank you, though. Thanks, Bill Nye, but we're not doing the cougar. All right, so Sam, as for their zoo enclosure, what did? What, how was their setup? Okay, like? so ours was um, actually a pretty fucking cool exhibit. Um, they had lots of fake rocks and real rocks and all over the place, and they loved to climb, so they had, like, platforms and stuff that went up. Um, we put huge logs and shit in there for them, and they did have trees and plants, but they ripped them up, so... And pissed all over them. So it didn't last very long, but we would replace them and everything just because it was fun. And they always have to have a pool because we'll talk about this later, but these things love these the water. These fuckers love to swim. Yes, They're basically jags fish. love water. Um, so ours had two, and I think they have three now. They had two separate um, exhibits and there was a tunnel that went over uh, where the people actually walked and the tunnel was open. It wasn't like enclosed in plexiglass or anything. So if the jag decided to take a shit or piss and you were under it, then you got it. But I don't think that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what was our thing is like, what if they take a shit on somebody? And we're like, well, they, they shouldn't have been standing there. So well, that's yeah. part of the experience right there. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's, um, the, it's the real experience. Yeah. Get shit they on just like to lay on the tunnel. So I, I don't think they like to, um, you know, micturate their tunnel because they love to lay in it but it was really cool people could look up and see the belly and the paws and stuff so that was pretty cool so we did have two separate yeah they had two separate exhibits and we always had babies um well not always but most of the time when i was there we had babies and then so the male would be in one exhibit and then the mom and the kids would be in the other and so everybody had their own space and we also had like a and you'll see this on a lot of cat big cat um exhibits is that we had a big training wall where part of the glass viewing window moved to the side and there was zoo mesh there um, where we would do training demonstrations with them during the keeper chats and you'll see that in a lot of things but that was it that's really cool cool. yeah so these animals basically live at freaking like the fairmont hotel or like you know the plaza hotel when they're in the zoo so yeah they're they're living the life i would honestly you know what if i had to be reincarnated i would not mind being reincarnated as a zoo animal yeah (laughs) <laughs> we don't have to live like each day thinking like oh fuck nope. am i gonna die right. today yeah right gonna right who's gonna hunt me am, am i gonna... right am i gonna eat am i somebody gonna shoot me what am i gonna get chased by other animals yeah no they're they're yeah. living the life <laughs> so as for their diet they are strict carnivores and they eat up to 85 different species of prey uh they hunt by pouncing on unsuspecting prey or go they are ambush predators and unlike other big cats uh, these cats do not avoid water they actually will hunt for food in the water uh catching fish turtles and even caiman which are basically south america's 
uh, alligators. And as for terrestrial prey, they eat deer, capybars, tapirs, porcupines, and large birds. Preferring to ambush at, in the night, they will hide in a concealed spot and then pounce on their prey at the right moment. And as for how they kill their prey, they either suffocate their prey with a direct bite to the neck or instantly kill it by piercing the back of the skull. And then finally, they drag their food. Yeah. Finally, they drag their food to a secluded spot to eat. And uh, Jerry and Terry, you guys have a cat, right? Will, does he ever ambush you in the middle of the night? Oh, my gosh. He's yes. vicious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's either really sweet or really vicious. There's like no no like medium with him. You know what I mean? It's just one or the other. But uh, Well, he's been through like the ringer, too, I feel like, for a cat because we have him in Long Island. And okay. um we were able to like let him go outside and like enjoy that. And then we brought him to Brooklyn and it was like a culture shock. And then we brought him to Kansas City and it's like right. the quietest He's like, ever. What is this? Yeah, we, so it just right. like, traveled a lot. We've apologized little, to him a lot. And cats get really <laughs> fucked up when you bring them to a new environment. They always uh they, there's a lot of stress in them and stuff, I've learned. So he he would like bite all of yeah, his he fur off his, his arms. Up. Yeah. Oh no. Cat's yeah. He's good now. He's good hey. now. Ben is the bagels in Kansas City. There's no bagels here. It's just barbecue. We took him from Brooklyn. He was like, what's going on over here? What do you mean bagels? I'm like, there's no bagel stores. And they're like, you can get like one at Dunkin' Donuts. So my dude, right? That's not a bagel. That's not a bagel. Beach guy, in anywhere like other than it seems like Jersey, New York, et cetera, the tri-state there, a roll, just like a normal Kaiser roll, like a bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll. Uh, is like not a thing. When you say roll, people think like dinner roll. So it's not the round. It's not the round roll that you're thinking. It's right. the. It's like a hero type. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, like sour- sandwiches like, here. Yeah, like sandwiches in California, it's sourdough roll. It, it looks like a. It looks like a chunk of your piece of the Italian bread cut out, but it's much tastier. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if it's not a regular roll. Or, like we just know a roll in New York. It's just like yeah, yeah when, put on a roll. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, they're not good sandwiches. Yeah. Yes. So having lived in California for quite a number of years, you become a bread snob because the the sourdough bread is so wonderful and there's great sources of bread. It's not like that cottony, fluffy, no taste. Blah. They don't know what sourdough is over there. Like we were in an Italian deli last time we were in Long Island, and I was like, "Yeah, I was on autopilot." I was like, "Yeah, can I get that on sourdough?" And they just looked at me like I had seven heads. And there, yeah. I was like, well, "Uh, well, I was we, like wheat bread. Never mind, yeah. wheat bread's yeah, fine." Like, no, bread in New York, is, man. We like our bread. You know, <laughs> yeah, but um, you don't have good sourdough. But anyway, it's like a, <laughs> I mean, you, we got the you go to New York. World, you go to New York. Say, hey, can I have some herb tea? Yeah, you can have your choice of Lipton or Lipton. That's what we have. You're not getting any chamomile, green tea. Peppermint, none of that. Maybe now they do. You know, people yeah, I don't know. I'm not a tea guy. I, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a coffee guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I, I know we we hold down the bagels and the and the pizza, yes. man. I have yet to have say better. Say, say that better. Yeah, coffee, coffee, not coffee. Yeah, they don't do like slices of pizza out here either. It's like yeah, it's hard to get a slice. Yeah, I'm like just a slice, man. Like right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the cat's um, fucked up, basically. Yeah, we took him away from. Yeah. from but yeah, he's he's a good. I mean, sometimes I feel like I own like a a, a little lion, like you know what I mean. It's just oh, a I'm mini sure. yeah. little lion. He's a fierce little little thing, man. Sometimes it's like I like it though. I kind of encourage it because it's his natural right. behavior. I let him do his right. thing. Uh, my couch right. is all shredded and stuff. I just kind of let him do his <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Now, Sam, is that true for cats? Um, like when. Because they're, you know, constantly being rotated through zoos. Will they have this similar kind of reaction when they get moved to a new space? Will they yeah, have that same kind absolutely. of freak out? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. So that's big and little cats. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They get stressed. They lose hair. They'll, they'll like self mutilate themselves and stuff. It happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's weird how they cope. And it's like, you cope in the worst way possible. I need you to not do this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, it really, it's painful to see. Like, so he had like no lay uh hair or fur on his arms so we would just say he looks like he rolled up his sleeves and he's, and he's getting away over here <laughs> like just this like little pause in fur and then like the whole arm didn't and then like when it got to his oh. body it fur again i felt so we felt so bad yeah, right. kind of crazy for a while but uh yeah i felt so right. bad but there was like nothing i could do he just kept right what are you it. gonna do right yeah, right yeah and then people are like what's with this junkyard ghetto cat you have it's like he's fine he's yeah. fine <laughs> He's actually really cute. Leave him yes, alone. people are like, what's right, wrong yeah. with him? And I was like, stop, he's coping. <laughs> Don't look at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So I know a little All bit right. about cats now. Yeah, that's well, that's so crazy. It's like, you know, even though it's a domesticated animal and it's like, you know, a third of, not even a third, like a fifth of the size of a giant cat, they'd still have the same like innate stress response. So Sam, what would you feed him in the zoo? And what was okay. their nice uh, five-star meal? No. Not Missouri. So there is no Missouri cat stuff because uh, all felids or felines are called obligatory carnivores, which means they must eat meat to survive. They can't eat plants like dogs can eat plants and stuff, but no, cats have got to have meat or they will die. So their diet was meat, meat, and more meat. Um, We had a raw meat company that we got all of the carnivore meat from that sent it to the zoo. And they made a specialized feline diet that just had some um, added vitamins and minerals that cats need in it. And then they got the ground meat diet and we made that into little meatballs for training stuff. And then they got big slabs of cut meat. And then two times a week, we'd um, throw them big bones that had meat all over it. And then we also gave them um, whole prey items like rats and rabbits and stuff like that. Yeah. So this like sounds like a great time for them. I, I think. Yeah. You guys didn't work with the Tiger King at all now, did you? The Tiger King wasn't providing any meat now, was he? Just make no, sure. None of his, uh, no, no, none of his Walmart expired no. meat. You know, didn't I didn't dogs. Walmart expired meat. He's a disgrace. Yeah, it was. Oh, I had a couple of uh, zookeeper friends that tried to watch it, and they said they couldn't even make it past the first two episodes. They're like, nope, not going to do it. Because yeah, it, it was, yeah, just, it was, he was just like winging it. He was just winging it. Yeah, it was like rotten bologna and shit. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, no. It's a sore subject for Sam. We almost <laughs> made her, we almost sent her. Oh, yeah, okay, when it first bad. came out, we almost sent her over. My dad and I almost sent her over the edge about with over Tiger King. Okay. It's just, yeah. it just, it, yeah, it's the shit like She that. cares just like we do. Yeah. She cares. But you know what? I'd rather have someone that actually gives half a shit than just some yeah. Yahoo that doesn't know what they're doing. So Absolutely, absolutely. man. Absolutely. So, That's you know great. what? Whatever. Whether it's music, animals, you know, it, it makes it, you can tell when someone actually cares versus when they're just going through the motions. So, for sure. you know, that goes across the board. All right. So as for solitary or pack animals, Jerry and Tara, what do you think? Do you think they hang out in like a group or are they loners? When they're, when they're hunting or just in like life? general like in life are they hanging out alone or what do you think hanging out alone um, i'm gonna say they're loners what the, damn I'm, nice uh i would say well, they, they got a pack I, I would say they i can't really Maybe a panther. Um, i feel like they're all too like vicious i feel like there's too much male ego yeah well there's so much going on there. <laughs> there's so much expertise in the, in the hunting that they probably do do it alone like even when my cat like hunts something outside i'm like wow he's so precise with it you know uh, maybe yeah, maybe loners. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I would go loner. Well done, well done. Nice. Yep. Yes. So outside of the mother cub groups and during breeding time, they are loners. So yeah. 
Oh, well that's done, that. guys. Yeah, they're yeah. all like You're powerful so and strong to like have a team almost. It's like, yeah, it's like I don't need you. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, they're probably better off because I mean, it's such precision. Like I watched my my cat like chase birds and stuff. And that when I first got him, I was really kind of like I loved it. Like terribly, like, stop. And it I looked would like a just, murder scene in the sunroom. Like I would bring these dead birds with no I would just kind of like let everywhere. him, you know, let him go out and do his thing. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I just, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. Has he brought you any bats yet? Because my friend's cat used to bring her bats and put them on her pillow. No, oh, I don't know if we, God. I don't know if, please don't even tell I don't know if bat, oh yeah, <laughs> or indigenous, I know that word, uh, to well done. Long Island nice. at the time. I think so, actually. I think they might be bad. But no, he would, he would just kill birds and he would leave them on the door when we came home. And it like, would almost, he would stand there like, look, look what I've done. I, I did this for you. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I yeah. woke up one morning and I literally thought it was a Dateline episode because I wear contacts and they weren't in yet. So right. it's still a little blurry. Right. And I just saw like black and red blood splots oh, everywhere. Shit. And then I finally like got close enough. And I was like, oh my God, it, this bird has no head. Yeah. So, <laughs> we got a little sunroom in the backyard and he just like. A bird got caught in there, and they. But Jerry's like, he's, it's like a son bringing you like gifts. So I'm like, I guess it's sweet. It's a fucked up gift. Way. I don't want it. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, look, I brought you this, and I'm like, oh, kind of a little bit. Oh no, I'm also like, please right. stop doing this. The but. thought is there, right. but like he doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 It's like, well, you tried, so yeah. I thank you, but this is a really fucked up, gross gift, and I don't want it. And but let thank me wash you. you up so you can come back in the room. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Now, now you're gross, but yeah. yeah. So, um, as for their behavior, so typically they're most active at dusk and dawn. However, these animals play by their own rules, and they can be active any time of day. Uh, during the day, they can be found lounging and sleeping in dense vegetation, caves, under large rocks. Uh, jaguars do rely heavily on water, especially during the dry season. They will go in the water to cool themselves off. So around play around uh during flooding season they will seek refuge up in trees and what is known as ritual fighting is performed by young jaguars and this behavior includes uh threat and attack and neck snapping uh females with cubs will avoid males at all cost since males will try and kill cubs even if it's a cub that the male has fathered they're just like "Mm, you're you're not muted because we can hear you yeah you can hear me yes and we can hear mom hi mom well, why is the mute button? She can't hear Hi. you. I, I have my mute button pressed. Wow. No, you do not. <laughs> I do. It says mute. Well, it's it's not, you're not muted. All right. Anyways, so um, it's pretty common to see jaguars not only swimming, but also, again, playing in the water. And they actually play in the water more than tigers do. They're basically like the Labrador of the big cat world where they just love the water. Uh, zoo behavior and enrichment, Sam, all you. Okay, well, um, so they were always a huge, like, draw and big hit for the zoo guests because usually we had babies that were running around and playing with each other. So so everybody wanted to come watch them. And even the adults, if they had something really good for enrichment, they'd be playing with it all day long and stuff. So everybody always wanted to come see the Jags. Um, But uh, anyway, they were super easy for... Uh, to enrich, to make enrichment up for. Um, since they did love the water so much, we would pick, uh, we would put like huge boom, they're called boomer balls. They're just those gigantic and indestructible balls that are made for zoo, crazy big zoo animals. Um, so we would put them in the water and they would get in the water and throw them around and be stupid with them. And then sometimes we would sink stuff to the bottom so we could watch them dive down and get it. And then um, we could also throw like their big old slabs of meat in there and they would go diving for meat. And they loved scent enrichments. So anything from old, we always had a huge supply of like old lady nasty perfume and like cologne and stuff. And we sprayed it all over their props and rocks and they would rub it all, all over themselves. They would, you know, just like 
your house cat would, you know, when they get down and rubbing like catnip and shit, they would just rub themselves all over the scent stuff. Um, sometimes we would bring in used hay from other animals, um, which was super cool, uh, like dingo den um, hay that was in the dingo dens for days. We would bring it to them, capybara hay that they had peed all over, stuff like that. Um, and then sometimes for the animals what would that they I do with that stuff, huh? Obviously, they, some weird fetish shit. Hello. They would rub they all, rub themselves all in it. The male would mark it, and then, uh, but you know, I don't know. They would rub themselves all over it, play with it, throw it around. It smelled like some weird other animal, so they just fuck it up. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck is this? So and then um, sometimes, so I brushed a lot of the animals that I was all hands on with, so like kangaroos and the dingoes and stuff. So I would bring them um, kangaroo and dingo fur. And they love that shit because it smelled weird. Um, and just like cats at home, they did actually love cardboard boxes. So we would put things in the boxes, food in the boxes, the hay in the boxes. They would get in the boxes. They would tear the boxes apart. Cats love boxes for some reason. It's very strange. Um, and then also um, there's this uh, mirror that's made for, it's called a looky-loo. It was made by the enrichment company that makes all this indestructible stuff and it was an indestructible mirror and the kids loved this fucking mirror the adults would ignore it but the kids would be curious about it and they would look at themselves all day long and like play around it and wonder what the fuck that is looking at them from the other side and stuff so mirrors were always fun too with the kids and that's it that's amazing so does y'all's cat uh hang out in boxes and play in boxes of course of course yeah it's so weird because it's like he knows when there's a box out because he'll just like come like and sit on it yeah, he has to like go in it or investigate. Uh, but you can buy like the the coolest toy, and he won't touch right. it. He won't He'll even like box. look at it. But like, yeah, box or like a, even like a, a plastic bag. Like, no, you know what he loves? Town on um, my sister has a cricket machine that, uh, that she let me borrow. Yeah, so every time I put it on or like plug it in, it's like a printer. It's if you like know it is. it's must give off like a weird energy or sound or something because it's like. He just wants to sit next to it. Like, it's so, it's so weird. It's like, if I pull this thing out, he's coming over by me, you know? Right. He's like, hey, plug it in. Thanks. Plug it in. Yeah, like, why do you love the cricket? Like, maybe he just thinks it's really cool technology. Right. (laughs) You know, that's not too far away from uh, what human babies do. They have all this, uh, you know, baby appropriate shit. And what do they want to do? They want to pull out the pots and pans and bang those things around. So what are you trying to say? I'm saying that it's not. Uh, the type or enrichment toy, it's what they find interesting for themselves, whether it's they want to make noise or they want to feel they control something or, yeah. they, you know, it's it's whatever. It's not, it's not you know, some special black and white uh, baby appropriate thing. It's pots and pans. Yeah, Didn't my, hit my, you with a hammer? <laughs> I have. My, my aunt uh, got me for Christmas for the cat, like this ridiculous elaborate thing and i remember we had a smaller apartment so it was really ridiculous it was like six foot tall it had like all these compartments and like it yeah, was like it was a, a cat's cat. like you know dream mansion thing right and Penny mansion. he did not go on it one time i sold it brand new i sold it on like you know let go or so i was just like we got to get rid of this like, thing like, he doesn't even go put, on it we would try to put toys on it or like he his was treat. like no yeah, yeah you want to get the no. treat and be like fuck this thing for like, like if i was months. a cat it would be the coolest thing ever i'd be like running up all right. the sides like Right. He didn't care though. And he's like, no, give me a box and leave me alone. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it was really weird. I was like, wow, he will not sit in this thing. Like, he just does not want to be in there. Okay. It's not his thing. 
All right. So um, as for how Hello? they communicate. Yeah. Oh, oh. Again. Hold on. oh. oh, you're back. Yeah, you're yeah, back. Yeah, back. Gotcha. All right. So as for how they communicate, uh, what do you think their primary source is? Uh, vocalizations or scent marking? You're in. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> I heard that, that a lot of cats only vocalize. They don't. I mean, I guess more so like domestic house cat, like only meows to humans. I wonder, is that a fact? Like they only use that to communicate with humans. They don't really use that in the wild or something like that. Um, so I would say um, definitely scent. Definitely scent. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, I guess scent too. I feel like it's just more animalistic to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I would say yeah, scent too. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So actually, Jaguars, their main communication is actually through vocalizing, which wow. while they don't. Really? Oh yeah. Well, you're right. I, right. Yeah. Just pissing on everything, you know. <laughs> um, but no, so they are known to grunt, roar, and they have a low pitched roar as well. And additionally, um, they have this sound that it actually they call it the saw. And it literally sounds like a saw just going in one direction. Like if you were instead of sawing back and forth, if you just kept sawing straight or just kept sawing backwards. And no. I if you look well, it up, I'll like scary. Is that similar to a purr? It's like a purr. Yeah, it's kind of like the purr, and then they do this thing called chuffing or uh, prustin, which is essentially like this low intensity, like short snorts. Um, I'll send you all the link, and I'll post them in the description. Yeah, I'm where you obsessed can hear with them. that sounds. I like I like that shit. Yeah, I like. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, the whole thing is crazy. Be, if you're in the like, if you're in like their house, right, and you hear sawing, you hear that sound. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it, it, the saw was a little creepy. It's like, oh, okay, this actually sounds like a saw. And like, you know, if you're in the jungle and it's dark, it's like, okay, that am I about to have like scary. jungle Texas chainsaw massacre kind of shit or what's going on here? So yeah, I'll send you all those links, but it's, and I'll post them in the description for this episode. But yeah, they make quite a few noises and they do mark their territory. They will scrape the ground and trees and sometimes urinate on really special spots. Um, I don't know if y'all with you cat people, if y'all have had problems with spraying, but uh, <laughs> they will definitely cat do that. People, I love that. Yeah. So Sam, do they just spray all the time in the zoo? Yeah. <laughs> they <should do> <laughs> yeah, they would. I mean, they were stinky. Jags are definitely not the stinkiest ones for sure, but they would mark things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Especially after I we was... hose down their inside areas, they'd come back in and just piss all over the place again on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, but you know they got to like, market again. That's cool. Yeah, they're like, "What the fuck did this you doesn't clean smell. it?" Right. Yeah, this is clean, so better piss on it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So reproduction, all you say. Okay. So mating season occurs year round, so they do it all the time. Ooh. They are not monogamous, uh, but when they are courting, they will travel and feed together. But after they breed, the female does not tolerate the male sticking around for so long. Um, so yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't tolerate that shit. Good for us. Um, <laughs> uh, females do go through estrus uh, uh, when they are receptive to breeding. And estrus lasts about 6 to 17 days. And it cycles around every 37 days, give or take a few. Um, to advertise that they are receptive and ready to breed, females will produce loud roars to attract the uh, males. And she will also um, set mark places to leave that I'm ready smell for the males to follow. Um, and then just like I mentioned last week, like with the polar bears, they are what are called induced ovulators. So the actual act of breeding is what um, makes the eggs come out to get, what is it called? Why am I blanking on this fucking word? 
Fertilized. Thank you. Fertilizer. Thank you, Tara. Bonus <laughs> points. You. you know what I'm Bonus talking about. Points. I got you. But there are and so one time at zoo school. Yeah, one time at zoo school. So um, jaguars are actually capable of two forms of induced ovulation: the mechanical coitus-induced form, and then the sensor. Sen, I'm not going to say that word. The sensory form, in which um, the nearby presence of a male can induce ovulation through visual, olfactory, and/or auditive senses. So that's wow, that's a unique weird. thing for them. Should um, say that about me. Yeah. No, they do not. <laughs> they absolutely do not. I'm starting to ovulate just listening to your voice. Um, so gestation, uh, the gestation cooking time for the babies is 91 to 111 days. Uh, they usually just have two kids, but they can have up to four cubs weigh about 1.8 pounds at birth. And they typically stay with the mom for one to one and a half years, but they have been um, known to stay up to two and a half years. Oh, okay. Just won't leave the nest, those guys. That's right. Right. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Put on a little very wet music. It works all okay, the time. Okay, no, we're not. No, we don't have licensing for that. So, no, no, thank you. He's going to get us sued. Basically, uh, okay, so as for the unique characteristics and traits, so we already touched on this. Just to reiterate, black jaguars' coat color comes from a mutation. Uh, actually, Sam, what do they feel like? Do you ever pet like them? Like a kitty? Yeah. Like a kitty? <laughs> they do. They feel like oh, a cat. They're not quite sweet as Sweet murder soft. kitty. They're not quite as soft okay. as our domestic cats. Their, their fur is um, a little bit thicker and a little bit coarser, but they're still, they're still, it just, you know, feels like petting a cat. Kind of, yeah. Um, okay. So you said that if it's a black jaguar, it's essentially mutated every time? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a mutated gene that expresses itself as being all black. Like yeah. uh, the ginger gene, it's a, again, it's a, a mutated gene. Like that albino. Exactly. It's the direct yeah. opposite of albinoism. If yeah. two Which black jaguars yeah. got together, could they have a non-black jaguar? They why, don't you, why don't you try that out? Why don't you try that experiment? <laughs> Yeah, Let us get back can. to us. Because they still have the genes for okay. a regular, they still have the regular genes. It just depends on, um, you know, dominance and recessive. So and you can't really create one. You, you It just hap- it either happens or it doesn't. You can't like put two black jag, uh, two black panthers together and then hope for yeah, yeah. a black panther. Yeah. Right. It might not happen. That's cool. Wait, this is a weird question too. What color are like the little like pad, like the little soft pads on the bottom of their feet? Black. Pause. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A pause. Yeah. Well, they have little think. pads too. Yeah, they got little pads on the bottom of their paws. Pa- pa- yeah, pads. so that's all black too. So they're like, full- that's crazy. Yeah. The yeah. only ones that are interested in me are the cougars, obviously. No one is interested in you. I don't even know how you got mom. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> true story though. Um, anyway, so uh, this is a get- question for all of you. Sam, you don't get to answer though. Uh, guess how much their bite force is. What mm. PSI? Damn, I Can, don't know. Do you have something to compare it to, like as a human? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 500 no, more. more, more, more. Wow. Is it, is it over a thousand? Yeah. Well, what, would, what would over a thousand be? Like, what is a shark? So, to put this into perspective, so their bite force is a, it's 1300 PSI. And again, to put that in perspective, the strongest and hardest bone in your body is the femur, AKA your thigh bone. And that bone is as hard as concrete in some people. And to, put that in more perspective concrete and your femur can only withstand 900 psi so yes if the animal if this animal bites you it is breaking your bones it's a rat wow that's yeah that's it you're done break your femur oh my god that's so scary that's crazy yeah 
Yeah. So this they could theoretically bite through concrete at, at, at since that's pretty much how hard your wow. femur is. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you know maybe don't get bit by. I would not recommend that's getting why we're bit not by one. With Black Panthers. Oh. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right. So in case that wasn't clear, this animal can easily kill you with little effort. Um, <laughs> that being said, they can easily crack open a tortoise shell or turtle shell. And while their coat is much more similar to the leopard, it is believed that they are more or less, um, they've basically have convergent evolution with tigers. So for our friends that don't know what convergent evolution is, it's the process of two organisms that are not closely related, evolving independently, but in a similar fashion to each other like having similar traits due to having to adapt to similar environments and their lifestyles also very similar to that of a tiger too. And uh, actually pound for pound Jags have the strongest bite force of all big cats that are alive today. Um, so while granted a, you know, a tiger lion will have a stronger bite force. If you break that down to the relative size, the Jaguars is much stronger than both of them. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So these are crazy. They're crazy animals. They're, I mean, they're, they're definitely, I mean, a force to be reckoned with and definitely something to be respected. Um, okay. So what do you guys think the Jaguar's number one predator is? Predator. Hmm. The popo. Um, the popo. Yeah. <laughs> Always on the Jaguar's ass. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. The number one Let's predator. Can kill a Jaguar. Well, what wait, what um I have like three I have three answers, I feel like wait, what country no again point. are they most So South like South America. So you've okay, got so like, hippo. Hippo's in Africa go, only. Uh, hippo Although dip? Okay. No. I'm Although, gonna go with like either some sort of like amphibian uh, not amphibian, listen amphibian, to me. I'm trying to use big words because I'm talking to you guys. Um no, like a snake, like an anaconda or like an alligator. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Alligator. That's a good guess. Yeah. Caimans, alligators. Or yeah. possibly people. Boom. It's always people. It's always, always. Damn, it's really. always. Yes, unfortunately oh, wow. for I'm yeah. Sure. Why is Scott Terrace crushing it? Now, well, my dad's a hunter, so like I feel like he's always like, you know. Humans are the one. Like he's always like. Yeah, I've I've, I've noticed a lot he's of hunters. Always told me to like respect. Um, yes. Weirdly, yes. hunters yes. have a profound Res- respect for the animals. Yes, more so than anyone else. Which absolutely, is absolutely right. very conservation minded. Yeah, we that's talk about that all the time on the show. Is that you know people always want to talk shit about hunters. It's like no, actually, hunters are probably are usually on the forefront of animal conservation and um like land management and whatnot. Because if that goes, they can't hunt, or if people are poaching, then they yeah. won't be able to hunt the game they want for that season. So right. no, hunters are very. Very conscious respects, about yeah he respects the wild like in wildlife like more than like most people you know what i mean of like course, he's absolutely. only gonna ever enter that like understanding that like that is their like land yeah and he and he right. probably knows you know he he's fascinated by the, he's obsessed with animals the, the creatures you know you gotta have yeah. him on next time too. yeah he knows everything about like every animal yeah, pretty much so oh great we gotta next time next time y'all come on you gotta have him on too oh my god him and great. guy would get along oh, uh, yeah. oh perfect they get along very well Oh, perfect. Excellent. Excellent. It'll be like a weird oh, episode Howard of Beach. That's uh, they, they, uh, not a very, uh, never mind. It, there was some uh, racial incident in Howard oh, Beach yeah. a long time ago. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Years ago. We're yes. Very, very aware. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. That's like the home of Jaragati and all that shit. So, right. We're going to, uh, we're going to just, oh, yes, we're going to leave that, family. we're going to leave that Pandora's box closed. Well, yeah, just, no, no, we're going to open it just yeah, a little yeah, bit. We've been doing on, a lot of yeah. podcasts and a lot of streaming. We, we, uh, <laughs> we tend to, you know, speak on, 
good, positive, happy things on yes, the, uh, yes. and, and animals and such. Yeah, man, we got the good vibration here tonight, man, with okay, the music. Okay, thank and- you for your <laughs> appropriation. All right, but oh, speaking of the Gotti family, hey, we were... <laughs> no, just, just, yeah. just, my, yes. my uh, nephew uh, married into the Gotti family and, you oh. know, we have the obligatory yeah. private sanitation truck stop in front of the church and say hi, but that was that we uh-huh. leave it there. You, yeah, you let's, just, let's just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. fill in, yeah. Fill in uh, the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Like, yeah, yeah, we always New just York say less about yeah, it. It is some New York are, shit. Are you yeah. talking to yeah. me? Are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it there. Yeah, the guy's name is Guy, so you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah, they were at the reception. Yeah, what was it? Uh uh, yeah, the boys okay, and, and what's her face. <laughs> anyways, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, that's our, it's funny you brought up the Gotti family. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, um, okay, nothing but much love and respect that a Gotti family. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's keep yeah. Going. Let's keep yes. We all, we all watch the show. We like Roland Gotti from the California right. Gotti's. He's a wonderful person and a good friend of mine. You have right. a restaurant owner friend. All right. Anyways, so, um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, humans, biggest threat. Unfortunately, humans are the biggest threat for every animal. Um, they used to be hunted for their fur up until the nineties actually. And, and finally conservation efforts were like, no, we're going to stop this. Um, also habitat loss, destruction, and fragmentation are the biggest threats. Um, they're killed because of perceived conflicts with livestock and overhunted for trophies and as a substitute for tiger bones in Asia. Um, Again, habitat loss and the U.S.-Mexico border wall blocks migration routes, which we're going to touch on that in just a second. Um, not going to get political, but we'll just say one thing about that. All right. True or false? Uh, out of all the big cat species, jaguars are the least likely to attack humans. I'm going to say hmm. false. No, no. Judging by that bite force, you said. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, They're the least likely. Yeah, um, least likely. I'm going to say not true. I would say, yeah, they are least likely. Like, I feel like, because you're not really going to get a chance to, yeah. to be one. Tara is on it tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my dad has been teaching me about animals my whole life. He's going to be so proud of you. Yeah, he is. I thought he people is. kill them, so they got to kill some people because people come to kill them. I know, right? You to really see it in the wild, dude. It would be so much right. faster than you. Right. Yeah, no. By the time you notice it, you're going to be dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, they are the third largest cat in the world, the largest cat in the Western Hemisphere. And um, if you have not seen it already, there is an absolutely stunning and amazing video on YouTube of a jaguar actually standing on a riverbank watching the water. And then all of a sudden, he does this, like, beautiful, perfect 10 swan dive into the river and then comes up and he's got a giant ass caiman and he pulls it up onto the shore and the caiman is bigger than him. And he's just like, yeah, I've got my lunch, whatever. So I will link the link to that will be um, like the first link in the episode description. Um, cool. Definitely check it out. Links, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you all the links. You don't have to go through the, um, this, all the stuff. Um, so that being said, um, Let's see. Arizona 2019, a dumbass woman jumped the barrier at the zoo just to take a selfie with the jaguar. So here's the thing. There's barriers at a zoo for a reason, which I'm sure Sam can attest to. Don't go over the barrier. Wait, can I tell you guys a story real quick? Yeah, please do. Okay, so we went to the Kansas City Zoo with Jerry and his parents last summer. And um, they had, what was it? It, A rhinoceros? It was a rhino. Okay, a rhino. Uh, it was the rhino cage, but it wasn't a cage. It was just like, it was barricaded off with like a fence. I don't know if you've ever been to that zoo. And right. it had this little like bridge thing over it. So we were um, looking at the rhino and Jerry's sunglasses fell off of his shirt. Oh, 
So without so, hesitation. No, even. no, with hesitation, because no. now Jerry <laughs> well, and his dad are all looking at each other. And I like, know uh-oh. who I am. So I know I could just hop this thing real quick, grab him and hop right over. But I know the two of them are probably going to try to talk me out of it. Right. So right. I looked down again. I assessed the situation. I jumped over the bridge. But I mean, yes, I jumped into the rhino tank. But like <laughs> I I was- Exhibit. The of, exhibit. The exhibit. I was further enough away to know, like, I'm only taking one step down. Like, it was dangerous. I do not recommend it. Like, it was a bad no. choice. Yeah. I think it I was kind want, of like, just like, I don't know. She went into, like, fight or flight mode and just right. didn't. I just went into, yeah. like, yeah, by the way, just got those sunglasses. this took about four seconds. And by the time I could, like, even be like, what are you doing? She was back. Right. I'm yeah. nimble. I'm nimble. She's very nimble. Wow. And she slid in between this little thing and she grabbed him. And I she did like parkour. Up. But it was hilarious. <laughs> it was like, I mean, I would say. I was parkouring. She was truthfully about, about 50 to 60 feet away from a, a live rhino that was laying. Wow. I don't know how long it takes them to get up. But um, not long. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" So yeah, that's yeah. that's my girl, and uh, I got yeah. my sunglasses back, which was which was important, but not that important. You know what I mean? Right. At yeah, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. been like, this "No, be the rhino lost." Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I wrote the rhino can have them. And then right, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. but I don't recommend that. I do apologize for doing that because it was a bad decision, and I don't like to like break the rules at, you know, you know, what you're like. Well, that. see, that's the thing is you recognize what you did was obviously like maybe not the best thing, but p- people will go and do this dumb shit and then be like, I don't understand why I got hurt. And it's like, all right, just go. You're just dumb. Just, just go away. Oh, but it's no, so but- dangerous. Yeah. I was like, yo, I'm yeah. putting my life in danger right now for a pair of sunglasses. Right. But-, but I get yeah. it. I used to work for Oakley and those bitches are expensive. So <laughs> I pro- honestly, I probably would have, I probably would have done the same thing as dumb as it is. So I get it. Like, yeah. I think it was sunglasses. instinctual, you know, she was just she right. was very instinctual. She'd be like, boom, boom. Like before anyone right. could think she had it back. Right. Like, oh right. Yeah. So, you know, and we all have done those. Yeah. Yeah. Mom was like, what happened? I was like, don't worry about it. Nothing. Keep going. Nothing. Don't look. Just keep going. Keep going. But, uh, and, yeah, the Kansas City Zoo will probably reach out at this point. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they'll probably, yeah, they'll probably get a, a letter saying, you're both banned for the rest of your life. Yeah, like, do oh not ever God, do that I again. Hope <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, we'll make sure that you don't get any access to this. But anyway, so it's same thing like you, Tara. The woman in Arizona, she actually did. So the, it clawed her, and she actually did end up going and apologizing to the zoo. She's like, look, like that was my bad. I made a mistake. So, you know, I had respect for the lady after the fact because she's like, I, I'm the one that screwed up. Like, I shouldn't have done yeah. that, and I mean, it was time. my bad. So it was like, you know what? Okay. Now it's like, I, okay. Now it's like, I'm sorry you got hurt, but that's, cr- it's great when people can realize, yeah, that was, I screwed up and can own screwing up. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Not, not as no one's really that upset anymore. Cause it's like, cool. The animal wasn't put down. It was one of those like feel good stories kind of things, sort of. I mean, her arm got fucked up, but regardless, she's alive. So that's what, that's yeah. what. Good ending, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so as for, let's see. Brazil. Um, Yes, Brazil. So there were three separate attacks in 2011, uh, which was crazy. One of these attacks is that one of them just seemed to just kind of be out of provocation. Uh, This man had his dogs and the dog spooked it and then cornered it. And the jaguar was like, fuck this. I'm just going to kill all of you. And uh, unfortunately killed the dogs and got the man. And then he actually was hitting the, uh, the jaguar with a machete. And at first the jaguar backed off, like what the fuck? And then the man made the stupid mistake of trying to keep hitting him with the machete. And then it was like, okay, round two, fortunately a man in a nearby village came into the other man's rescue. Um, let's see. A 17 year old was returning from a fishing trip where a jaguar jumped out from a ravine into the boat, bit the victim, tipped the boat over and then surfaced with the uh, 17-year-old's head in his mouth. Uh, fortunately, 
yeah, fortunately, the captain of the boat was able to ward off the big cat, and the 17-year-old did live. Uh, P.S. Yeah, right. So, P.S., they did come by a boat that had an actual doctor on it, and the doctor was able to perform, like, the appropriate emergency medical assistance he needed. Honestly, had they not, he probably would have died just due to immediate infection into the skull, um, just being completely honest. Uh, Also, in case three, a jaguar snuck into a man's tent, bit him in the neck, and killed him. So, you mean kind of can't really say i'm surprised about that one but what's interesting about these attacks is that the first one was due to provocation and the other two are considered to be predatory attacks so moral of the story stay out of the jungle yeah, and then yeah the like the <laughs> near near the uh wild uh jaguars and right yeah, yeah. yeah. wild ones like mm, you know I what i'll just go in there and wander yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty rhinos much. are then, fine, but you know, jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rhino. Zoo rhinos cool. Jaguars. Zoo rhinos fine. Yeah. No, yeah. Fine. yeah. And then, um, so last, like, kind of jag story. You all, everyone probably heard about this, but um, July 2018, New Orleans, a jaguar actually breached his enclosure after finding a weak spot in the roof, and then went on his killing spree throughout the zoo and killed about nine animals. Um, around 7:20 local time, a staff member had alerted the other zoo staff of Valerio—that's his name—of his unauthorized tour of the zoo. He was like, "Wait a minute, you are not where you are supposed to be." Uh, the vets on staff were able to tranquilize the animal and put him back in to his in- nighttime enclosure while the zoo then worked on making his outdoor enclosure secure so he couldn't breach it again. But what was interesting, the um, head of the zoo was like, that's just like one of their predatory things. Like they are constantly looking for changes in their environment. And so, you know, on his daily check to see what was going on in his enclosure, he was like, oh, here's a weak spot. And, you know, exploited the weakness and went to went to town and killed an emu, some foxes, uh, a couple other things too. But yeah, he had a great old party at the New Orleans Zoo. So they don't, <laughs> they don't ever kill the, like fight with themselves or kill themselves when in like an exhibit like that. Sam? No, um, we don't ever let them get together unless they're getting ready to breed. Okay, so they they stay detached from one another. Right, 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 right. So the male will stay separate from the female until, um, you know, we want them to make babies unless they're, you know. But it's crazy because how was, how were, like, how was, was it able to sneak into, like, the other exhibits? You know what I mean? Like, what, like. That's crazy. Well, it probably just hopped over whatever. Yeah, sense some of it. some exhibits are just wide open, like um, yeah. like our. It was like, Yo, yeah, 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 pretty much. That's kind of what it was. He killed some oh alpacas, emus, which like yeah. you know with those kind of animals, they're pretty much like open exhibits, as Sam as Sam has said. Which you know, if you think about, it, it's like oh yeah, they're just kind of like a little barn. It's like they're basically just in a pasture, like you would see horses in. It's like not hard for anyone to get yeah, in there. We had a um, we actually at my zoo we had these Cascaroba swans in with the capybaras. There's capybaras, some swans, and some other um, like black belly whistling ducks and some stuff. We had a uh, wild bobcat come and take our male Coscaroba swan in the middle of the day. No. It's in the middle of the day. And I, I, you know, I would go to feed him dinner and then I'm like, where is he? He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, a, a wild bobcat was just roaming through the zoo and decided to take him. So. Oh, shit. So you mean a bobcat that was not part of your zoo? Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Our bobcat was oh, where he was supposed to be. <laughs> 
So he's like, oh, a buffet. Thanks, yeah. guys. Cool. You're just making a buffet for the wild animals. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So um, as for sightings in the U.S. Um, oh, actually, sidebar before we get to that. So I have a friend from high school who's from North Carolina originally, and they used to live next to or really close to the owner, owner of the Carolina Panthers. And allegedly he had two Panthers on his property. Yeah. So do with that information what you will. Sam, actually, Sam, you're from North Carolina. Can you confirm yeah, that? I, Does, what's I, I don't know if it's true, but I'm, I, I, it doesn't, wouldn't surprise knowing people, me one bit. Yeah, knowing, one knowing bit. people and what they do and how they get weird yep. over animals. I would yeah. absolutely believe that story 100%. Yeah, so he, he would tell me he's like as a kid he'd go up to like his compound to go see the the panthers and stuff, and it's like okay, but all uh, right. Anyway, so according to a 2018 article from Live Science, seven jaguars have been photographed in the last 20 years in the U.S. Uh, unfortunately, one of these three jaguars known to be living in the U.S. was killed by poachers. Uh, experts were able to identify the animal by his pelt, and he was a known resident of the southern mo- mountains of Arizona. And again, this was 2018. Uh, one of the most well-known jaguars in the U.S., El Jefe, was was caught on camera in 2016. Uh, and again, I'll send you all the link to this and the link will be um, in the episode description. Um, El Jefe also lives in Southern Arizona. He was born in Mexico and crossed the U.S. border into Arizona and settled down in the Santa Rita Mountains. As for the latest news on El Jefe, um, unfortunately, he's gone MIA as as of 2017. Although part of me does wonder and theorize or hypothesize that if perhaps that perhaps the Arizona, you know, fish and wildlife game department is not making um, it public where his whereabouts are just to keep him safe from poachers. Like Sam would, I mean, is that far fetched that idea? Not at all. They totally do. Yeah. 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 I mean, them not, you know, just putting it out like, Hey, we haven't seen him in a couple of years. I mean, they probably know exactly where he is there, you know, for his safety. Um, they're just probably not letting anyone know. Last wild jaguar sighting in the U.S. was January 2019. Uh, what we can do to help the population rebound in, but not to get too political, would ab- what would be not having a border wall. Um, having a border wall would be incredibly detrimental to the success and rebound of this great species in the U.S. Um, and then lastly, it is thought that the name jaguar comes from the Native American word jaguar, uh, which translates to he who kills with one leap. So yes, cool. right? Yeah, and it, which is pretty much what they do. So it's like, oh, that's very fitting. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, if and you've then, ever been down to Mexico, uh, they have these jaguar skulls uh, that are beads. People play, uh, put the beads on them. You know, with these very small beads. They're just this artwork. I don't know if it's from Oaxaca or not, but. Uh, they do revere the jaguar in Mexico. Oh yeah, and and very First Nation Indigenous peoples. There, it's a very uh, it's just like it's just like Native American and the wolf, Native Americans and the wolves and wolves. Like that's a very important animal in their culture. So yeah, the jaguar and the indigenous like Brazilian, Latin American, uh, Mexican cultures, indigenous cultures. It's a very important like animal in there. And whatnot that's highly regarded. Um, As for their conservation status, all you, Sam. Well, they are part of the Endangered Species Act, so they are endangered. Um, The IUCN has them listed as near threatened. So, I mean, there's not very many of them left, pretty much is what they're saying. And um, so just in case you're wondering what we can do to help these jaguars out, um, a good thing to do, and I know this is going to get political again, but you can speak out in opposition against the border wall because it cuts off the Jags population um, from habitat in the Southwest. And it's not just Jags. Um, all, oh, yeah, there's all tons kinds of, animals. Of, of 
ocelots. ocelots, all kinds of animals that go back and forth between um, Central America and, and Southern America, um, Northern America. There's a ton of. We're going to give those animals a special migratory permit to. It's going to be like we we're going to have a pet. Them. We're going to have a pet door. Listen to me. I have it all figured out. We're oh, okay. Have a pet, oh, okay. Okay. Pet door on the wall. It will have a collar, and the collar will activate this the swinging part so that they can come in. You know, just like on your house where you don't want the raccoons in, you put that. So, are are you volunteering to to put the the pet door tag on all these wild animals? Is that is that what you're saying you're going to go do? Well, we'll we'll uh, we may have to anesthetize them temporarily, but we'll give them the pet collar, the authorization, have a little U.S. flag on it, and um, and you know it'll say if if found, return to whomever, and uh, it'll be fine. So we'll let the animals come in and out, and. Uh, as through their doggy door, through their giant doggy door. As long as they're door. not, uh, what do they call those things? The um, uh, as long as they're not drug mules. So I'm fine. I don't with think it. anyone's putting drugs inside of a jaguar, but okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah. So are, again, are you volunteering to to tranquilize and and collar all these animals? Sure, sir. Sure. Okay, great. I'll, fantastic, I'll, great. Yeah. I mean, that could be okay, for us as well. We, he can figure it out. He, he seems like to have, he seems to have a vision here. <laughs> 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 So the worst stuff he could do is avoid palm oil and threatened species of rainforest and the threatened species of rainforest woods. So just, you know, educate yourself about palm oil and rainforest wood and don't buy shit that's made out of it. Um, You can also buy shade grown coffee and sustainable cocoa and shade grown coffee uh, farms utilize different types of heights of trees to create an environment that's ecological ecologically diverse and responsible and sun-grown coffee removes the natural protective barrier of tree which, trees which means a greater number of chemical pesticides end up being used to prevent pests and disease so always buy shade grown coffee if if you ever see it and just reduce your carbon footprint just like with everything else well i have a more important question than that and and that is uh, to this is to jerry and uh tara how the hell do you get from brooklyn to to Kansas, you I can my understand. Question. That was going to be. My I can question. understand Florida. I can understand California. Maybe the Northeast, but we don't want to go there. Uh, not Northeast, Northwest. So how? What brought you? Well, I just always going, wanted. Oh, I was going to gonna move. say literally, like you know, growing I, up near. We took a plane. Growing up near New York City, uh, yeah. I just always wanted to move to Kansas. Now I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> remember when? Independent uh, record label in the world is located in Kansas City, and uh, we had Kansas a, City, Missouri. Don't get it confused. Yeah, I had a major opportunity yes. to KTMO. Uh, yeah to, to partner up with them and 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 uh, sign a deal and put out an album and, and work on it in Kansas City. So that's why we're over here to answer your question. And it's uh, you, so that's your permanent residence now, or is that just oh, a temporary uh, thing? Yeah, um, I mean, it. I, I've been spending. All of my time here because, uh, yeah, for the next probably year, two years at least, you know, we'll take it from there. But, uh, yeah, we got here and then the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's honestly. The vibes are good here. Yeah, it's been very, okay. uh, it's been very Jerry, good. Come on. We're going to do a duo. I'm going to Kansas City. Oh, God. There's Kansas a Kansas City, oh, here I come. Wait, There's a they got some crazy little women there and I'm going to get me Okay, one. okay, 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 okay. I might take song? a train. I might take a plane, oh my God. but if I'm going to walk, I'm going to get there just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Okay, thank you. Oh, Jerry's clapping. Okay. Jerry's clapping. And yeah, um, you. Jerry, you don't you don't know that. Jerry, take that and do a do an updated version 
on that and just you take a that personal request from God. Take that like as your as your undertone and and come up with some over thing on it, but just keeping that Kansas City. You you never heard that song, Jerry? No, I haven't. But I, there is a song by uh, that Bob Dylan wrote that Mumford and Sons uh, actually sung. So Bob Dylan never recorded it, but he wrote it, and then Mumford and Sons recorded it a couple of years ago. It's incredible, and it's incredible. It's, called, it's a can. It's like the Kansas it's called City. Kansas City. It's called Kansas City. Yeah, but uh, I I will look into it, man. Or I'm going back to Kansas yeah. City, something yeah. like that. Uh, have her send me the links because I know I know you're sending I me a will. bunch of links. So. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I'll be texting to Missouri. It was like like ringing. You know what I mean? Like it was quiet. Yeah, yeah, very quiet, very quiet place. But uh, a lot of yeah, we we found uh, quite a cool vibe here, and uh, it's definitely building. So uh, we love it. I mean, just to say, tech. I've been a longtime fan of Tech Nine. He's phenomenal. Is he cool? I'm sure y'all. You've like. I know you have a oh song with God. him. Is he, as, yeah. is he as cool as he seems? Is he as cool as he seems? Literally, literally one of the cooler. Guys. Cooler. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. nerd yeah. alert. I definitely am going to his live stream on Saturday. Which, oh yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely check yeah. that out. Yeah, that's a big. Yeah, that's, so- a big deal. that's like. Um, so that's going to be the first of many, um, and that's like a really big extravaganza of like basically the new way to do shows like like we're kind right. of pioneering something on that you know what i mean so sure, definitely sure. tune in it's going to be real interesting they, they yeah. put a lot into it a lot of time a lot of effort it's like checking presents you've never you know you've yes seen yes before. yeah so it's like it's, a high-end pay-per-view performance like a it's a incredible or a yeah you know i've seen stuff city. on like instagram and i'm like yes i'm so happy i bought my ticket for it Jerry? so yeah i'm like have like yeah. my alarm set and everything for it Jerry, i heard you, you got Jerry. the song going over there yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna put it back. This. You ask your daddy. He knows this song. You're, I bet it? you. This Who's is the by, Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. I can, he doesn't even know. He just. Wilbert Harrison, 1959. Your daddy knows this. Wilbert Harrison. I'm gonna ask. I'll send you the link. Fantastic, but I'm gonna pull up Harris' phone right after this. <laughs> I'm gonna call my, my pops. Say, hey, he probably does. It seems like something. He could like sample it or something. Yeah, he should. And then you can have my dad just say dumb shit over it. But anyway, so <laughs> that is our friend, the Jaguar. Thank you so much, Gary and Tara, for coming on. It was been a blast. We hope to have you guys come on again. Tara, talk to your dad because we'll get him on. We'd love to have him on here too and have a hunter's perspective. That'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a guy. Actually, he's one of like the only, I, I don't know, some some elite group of people who has like a license in case, you know, uh, something gets loose or something. Uh, he oh, can wow. Yeah, he's actually he's got an interesting perspective. I'm sure he would love relay. to talk to you guys. Traffic yes, done. yes, Traffic yes, done. yes. Tara, definitely. You know, I'll be, again as I blow up your phone. I'll be like, send, send me your dad's email. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Because uh, yeah, he's also um, he's he's got no filter. So I'll just uh, excellent. I'll Perfect. With that. Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, again, you should hear some of the stuff we say on previous episodes. It's, it's, it's no, I love it. it. Yeah. I'll definitely put it in touch for sure. Thank you so Perfect. much for having us. Yes, thank you. And again, check out Jerry's new album, yeah. uh, 2020. 2020 streaming it's, everywhere. Yes, it's fin- it's on. phenomenal. 2020? Yeah, right, I was playing it for you. I got the daylight for you. In my yes, feels. Yep. Back right. burner. Gas right. in I love the tank. that one too. I love in my feels too. Just FYI. Oh, in my feels, good. man. In my feels is my favorite. My favorite song. Yes, that's that. That's been my like morning song. So I okay. You know, I'm, I'm love playing it. it now. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Thank you again. Save the Jaguars. You know, just try to be more environmentally conscious. Zoos are not the enemy. And yes, we'll hope to have these our awesome guests on again. Anything right. else, guys? 
That's all, all right. Man. Thank you guys for having us. Appreciate it. Of Thank course. You. Love it. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Sarah. Well, Otto, do you approve of this week's episode? <laughs>